Welcome back. Hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a relationship go sour? God knows I have. Uh, divorced, business relationships, you, you name it. I've had a few sour patches in my life. It happens in real estate as well. Today, our special guest is Michael Myers, who's zooming in all the way from, what did you say, North York, Ontario? Is that correct? Yep. yep North York, York, Ontario. And Michael is a real estate investor who's been in the ups and been in the downs and has had good experiences with partners and not so good experiences with partners. And we're going to share a little bit about his story today. So, hey, Michael, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about the Michael Myers real estate investing story. When did it start? How did it start? What got you sparked about this whole world of real estate investing? Um, yeah, so my, my real estate journey started quite a while ago. Um, it started in 2014, actually. Okay. I, I, I quite a while ago is all relative, Michael. You're talking <laughs> to an old guy here. 2014, it seems like a couple of blinks ago to some of us. Yeah, yeah. Is. Fair, fair enough. For you, yeah, in, not in, even, in um, your perspective, that's a long time ago. I get it. Yeah, I started even yeah, a long time ago. It was probably, you know, before the last uh the last big crash in 08, right? So but you're a young guy, so so 10 almost 10 years ago now. That's a, a long time. That's a living experience. So what got you going? So I was actually I was actually working in the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. Um, some people might know the place. It's called Cabana Pool Bar. It's a day bar there at um on Paulson Pier. And we usually get our tips, you know, what we get from uh, from the guests um, the following week after we work. Okay. And our tips have been slowly getting less and less and less. Um, I guess things were not as busy or maybe management was taking a little bit more. I don't know what the situation was, but I just remember that I was working with a gentleman who the the GM of the business was uh was his uncle okay and he turned to him one time and i just happened to be in the vicinity and said um can't remember his name right now but he said stop whining save your money and buy real estate that's what the gm told his nephew who you're yeah, working with is that right Got yeah it. and kind of like a light bulb went off for me and you know i kind of started going on google and saying how can i get into real estate Mm -hmm. I ended up coming across a book in the library when people used to go to the library yeah. and it happened to be rich dad, poor dad, that purple book. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I read that uh, front to back multiple times. And one thing stuck out for me from that, from reading that book is when the rich dad was explaining to um, the child about um, the example for McDonald's. And he asked him, like, what's more valuable than the McDonald's franchise? Mm -hmm. And the child didn't know. And then the rich dad goes on to say the most valuable thing or most valuable thing to McDonald's franchise is the real estate that McDonald's is on. Because right. they always go for location, like on the on the corner, in a mall, like all, right. yep. all very valuable real estate. So it just went off, a light bulb just went off in my head. So the most important thing is location. 
And I just was like, where is an up and coming area that kind of is under supply for real estate? And that happened to be Young and Eglinton at the time. So uh, this is part of Toronto. This is what you're talking about. Yeah, this is um, it's like mid, it's like Midtown, so downtown, Midtown, and then where I am, which is further north, which is North York. Okay, got it. Yeah, so this was Midtown. There hadn't been any new condos built within the last, I think it was seven to ten years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I connected with a real estate agent. Um, decided I like this project. I got together three of my other friends and we we're all going to pull our money together, put 20% down on what uh, a pre-construction to, condo. Or a what pre- we yeah. On a, yeah. On a pre-construction condo. Yeah. And then, I mean, two, two of them decided that they didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. So the, yeah, cool it was me, yeah, me and my other friends. So we just worked like crazy. And then we finally got in. Um, Did it happen to be the general manager's nephew? No, 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 no that's, so he yeah, that's uh, <laughs> he, he didn't yeah. take his uncle's advice, you took his uncle's advice, yes, exactly. Yeah, Got it. so that's uh, that's kind of where it started. So I just I kept buying pre con, pre con, pre con, um, but I wouldn't hold, I didn't hold any of them, I just uh, I would sell them on assignment. So, like, hmm. once, yeah, once the property was built and you could move in, the builder would grant you permission to sell it. So you saw on the piece of paper. So I kind of started in flipping from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, just wasn't what I was doing now. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're, you're doing, you're doing the pre-construction condo thing. Yeah. A lot of people were doing that for a while. It's great when it's great. It can really suck like right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Or, or worse yet, uh, the, the people that bought it a year ago right now, it's sucking big time for them. So then you started doing different things. You started doing actual flips. So buying a property, renovating, selling, is, is that my understanding? Yeah. So the, the last, uh, well, I shouldn't say the last one, but I was in one right when the pandemic hit. And so that was my first experience where it was like, okay, well, this thing can actually go south. Um, so I started, and then the CRA was also starting to crack down on people declaring the taxes on the assignment fees they were actually starting to go to the builders and get the list of the people who bought, but then didn't actually close. Okay. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want them to come back after me. So I decided that I was going to, I was going to stop. I was going to stop get, doing Get it. out of the pre, pre, pre construction business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So. But that pandemic. was, so, so if that was, so you did that for a number of years though, because if you started in 2014, Pandemic started in 2020. So did you do that for five or six years? The, the whole pre-construction? Yeah, five or, five or six years. I did um, I did five. Okay. I, so you're still, you're one, still working yeah. throughout all of that or going to school or what have you was kind of a, a, side, a, a part-time side thing. Yeah. So I, I graduated in 2013. Uh-huh. That's exactly when I entered the hospitality industry at the same time. And then, so I was basically just working all bar jobs that whole time. That was part of the reason why I sold them on assignment because I didn't have the the qualification on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, looking back now, you know, they say never sell real estate. I I would have found any way to hold on to it, and then I'd probably be a millionaire right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, twenty twenty hindsight, you had to do what you're doing at, yeah. in the moment. You. With with that job and, and whatnot, it would have been a challenge to qualify for actually 
buying them, but hey, you know what? So it, just out of curiosity, those five pre-construction deals that you did, what would you say was your average profit for assigning those deals per per deal? Average profit, I was going to say was 40000 Wow, that's not yeah, bad. Definitely. Yeah, I would say 40000 yeah. 40000 per deal. So, you know, and and how much would it cost you to put the deposit on the on the property on average? Like how much were you having to put as a down? So my specialty was finding the projects where the deposit structure was uh, was very friendly. Uh-huh. So that that Eglinton one was not friendly at all. They required 20% down. It was in two years. It was very condensed. I ended up bringing two additional partners into it later on. Right. Um, but the next three that I did, they were a special program. They only required 5% down and you could pay it at, um, you could pay it a thousand dollars per month. Oh, very nice. There you go. Yeah. That's those are yeah. ones that work well. Okay. But you're, you're seeing the writing on the wall. The tax man was coming for their pound of flesh. You, you, did, you didn't want to get caught up with, with that. So then you, at the beginning of the pandemic, you started moving into actual flips. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. So when the pandemic hit, I didn't have any idea of what, like what I'm in today was actually uh-huh. uh, a friend had messaged me. He was trading some crypto for me. He said, Hey, I'm going to this event, a uh, multifamily conference Grant Cardone and Kevin Hart are going to be speaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love Kevin Hart. I'm going to, I'm going to go. <laughs> Didn't really know who, who Grant Cardone Who doesn't, love, who doesn't love Kevin yeah. Hart? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but that was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be March 17th. The pandemic was around March 13th. Right. So that got canceled. But because I was on an email list, one of the other speakers was given that, I guess maybe as a consolation for not, being able to speak. Mm-hmm. And it was an email saying, Hey, join my webinar and learn how to invest in off market properties. Cool. And I was like, off market properties. What are those? So I, I, you know, I, I joined, I hopped on. And then in the first session that I was on there, he had a speaker named Tracy who had been flipping homes for 20 years. And then she invited me to, uh, to her webinar. And then I kind of, the, the light bulb kind of went off when she was going over, you can make, you know, half a million on a flip, a hundred thousand on a flip, just depending on the size. Right. So I started digging a little bit deeper into, into how it to be done, how to structure the team and whatnot. And I kind of just went from there. So what was your first actual flip? What kind of a property did you flip and, and how did it turn out? And how many have you done? How many flips have you done to the, to date? I've done four flips to date. Uh-huh. My first one, I still didn't really know, even after being on the webinar, I still didn't really know what to do or how to really go about it. Yeah. Um, but and then I had a I had a mutual friend from university. He messaged me because we had spoken about how I wanted to get into it. He was like, Oh, I know someone who has investment properties and is doing these flips um in in toronto and i was so i went out i met him we sat down we spoke when we decided to partner up and then we partnered up this was the summer of 2021 Mm -hmm. so this was like the heat of 
the yeah, upswing. Going up. yeah. yeah, everything was going was going bonkers. So you partnered up with a, an experienced flipper. What were you bringing to the table for the for the partnership, Michael? Um, I was willing to help with the renovation. So this, and yeah, this individual, um, all his prior projects, like he would do the flooring, he would do the painting. So I was willing to help him out with that. And then we also we also split the the renovation costs 50-50. Got it. All right. Very good. So did it turn out well, or is this one of these partnerships that went awry? So that that one actually went really well. Good. We purchased it for five twelve, sold it for sold it for seven forty, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, we we made a slight mistake there. We took a bully offer in that market. We should have just let it go to to offer date. We probably would have made a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it worked. It worked out the partnership, and then we decided we were going to do more deals together. Yeah, but it, the market was just going so crazy that I think it was the next. It was like the next forty homes that we tried to offer on, we got outbid for. Wow. Um, and then that's when I discovered a property on the opposite side of the city that I really liked, and I started the, decided to go with that one. He didn't want to come. He didn't want to go that far because it was obviously the opposite side of the city. He had a newborn daughter. Yep. So I kind of branched out on my own for that one. Very cool. All right. So you've done four four flips. Now you mentioned that you've you've had some challenges with partners. What have been some of your learnings around working with other people? It's tough. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very, it's very tough. So even though that first project went really well, um, our personalities just really didn't mesh but i was willing to put all that aside because the money potential was, was there and it wasn't like i didn't like the like him as a person it's just that uh our personalities didn't mesh right yeah um like i'm a very cool calm collected guy um a lot of people think that i should actually have more urgency and i would agree at sometimes the other guys are a little high strung was he Yes, 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 yeah. So, and I mean, high strung, high strung doesn't 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 solve the doesn't solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So it's better to just be calm, level headed, and then and then figure out a solution. But um, my my after I did so I did the next two deals by myself, and then I was just so tired from like doing everything. That like I said, physically tired. You're doing most of the work yourself. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, I was I was exhausted. Um that I said, hey, maybe I should grab a partner. Um, you know, the first one went well. We just wanted to be in different locations. Right. So I was in I was in a I was in a real estate group. Um, I I connected with one of the other investors. She lives in in Ottawa. So I and we were both open to working together. So I yeah. said, okay, well, let's do let's let's do a flip in Ottawa. Um, she'll take care of the renovation. So like she'll be the GC essentially. And yeah. then I'll be yeah. and then I'll and I'll yeah, and I'll be the I'll be the money person. I'll be responsible for getting all the money. Okay. And that was a way for me to be hands off. I was forced to be hands off because it was 
a four-hour drive away, right? Exactly. And then an oversight by me, you know, I didn't vet the person well enough. Mm. Uh, their experience wasn't as what I thought it was. Or as they um, told, as they said it might be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I wasn't around them enough to really know what their personality is when adversity hits. Mm. So, I mean, that was, a, that was, that was a challenge as well. And yeah, everything, anything that could go wrong on that project actually went wrong on that project. So if you want so me, you, to, so you did you, to... did you put your own money into that one or did you raise capital from investors for that deal? I did both for that one. So I raised money from, from investors. And then as the market started to change, this was last year. So the market started to change. We started to run out of money. And then I started putting in my own money as mm -hmm. well, um, just to get to the finish line. Wow. Yeah. So what, what, ended, if you could just kind of encapsulate that whole deal, how did it end up? A uh, very good learning experience. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's, that's a positive <laughs> yeah. spit on it. So I guess you were able to finish the property and get it sold. Maybe it wasn't as profitable as you're hoping, hoping, but, but you learned a lot. Is that what I'm reading between the lines? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely lost money on it. So like all investors are getting paid back um, out of pocket from, from me. I mean, uh, our partnership got pretty ugly at the end. Um, so the, the responsibility of paying everyone back is falling on me, but, um, yeah, I just, I just learned that if you try and take the easy way out that you're going to, you're going to run into, you kind of deserve what you get sometimes. Right. Mm. And some people might not look at it as the easy way out, but. So, sorry, what do you mean by the easy way out? So like, I didn't really want to be involved in the day-to-day -day oh, yeah. anymore, right? Dele delegating which, right. in this case. Which is, didn't which, is, uh, which is, it may not be necessary depending on the partner you have, but I didn't, um, I didn't do enough of a, a deep dive research on the partner um, to make that decision. So uh, that's, yeah, really good learning experience. Um, like I said, everything that went wrong could go wrong. We, uh, just a quick recap. We, she was working on a flip already mm. and we ran our renovation budgets based on the quote we got from that contractor and that contractor with a month left in her project abandoned her site. Oh, wow. So we no longer had a contractor for ours. And on top of that, we discovered that the work he was doing at her property was very low budget. So the budget that we had for it was, was way underpriced. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, the costs were you, way higher than you thought they were going to be. Yeah. Because combine that with the interest rate rising. So less affordability, bright markets tanking. Mm -hmm. So now we kind of got into a situation where now we actually do more rentals you know, to entice people. Yeah. So like when we should be spending less to get out of it, we actually have to spend more just to get out of it. 
Yeah, um, no, that's that is tough. So, Michael, I, I know in the information you sent me ahead of, of the interview, you've kind of come to the epiphany that these transactional type deals are not where where you want to be. You you want to be starting to create a portfolio and hold on to properties long term, especially after that last flip experience. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, walk me through that. So what, what are you planning? What are you doing now? What are you planning on doing moving ahead? So funny, the project I'm working on right now is actually a flip, but the reason for <laughs> the, <laughs> the reason for that is because I'm resetting. Yeah. So new lenders. Unless you got some, you got some investors to pay off. So you need to. Yes, exactly. I need something quick. So yeah. So new lenders, new contractor, new area. So I wanted to go with something quick and small, and and not the, um, not the same partner. Yeah, not the same partner. I mean, technically, my contract is really my partner on this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see how that works out. We we, we want a long term relationship there. Yeah. So, but that's um, it's about three hours away from from where I am. Purchase price was under two hundred thousand. Wow. Um, in and out. Well, renovations in and out in ten weeks. Total project should be four and a half months. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And that's, then, that's better. That's sounding better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I have, I'm working on the financing for a conversion property um, in a similar area. So turning a single family home into three units. Okay. Because yeah. uh, the, in, the inside is, it's massive for a single family home. It's 2,600 square feet. Mm-hmm. And um there hasn't really been any sold or bought properties in this area in a very long time. So it's starving for rentals. Hmm. So that's what kind of my for, my first uh, plunge into, into owning real estate. So you're going to, um, you're going to do kind of a, well, you're doing a conversion. So the good news is you've got all the construction and renovation experience from, from doing these flips over the years and, physically being part of that and doing stuff so you know how to do it and what needs to get done but now instead of turning around and selling it right away you're going to hold on to it long term is that correct yeah that's correct yeah nice and that's um when i was doing when i was trying to find the financing for my current project Mm -hmm. the mortgage broker uh brought up the idea that the first position lender might be open to supplying the renovations um, as well. And then I realized that that's based on actually having a property that might have some equity in it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of got the light bulb thinking, maybe I should get a property under my under my belt so that I can possibly use that avenue in the, for future projects as well. Yeah, tap into that for collateral. Yeah, exactly. Got it, makes sense. Well, Michael, you have had a very, very interesting journey so far. Congratulations on reading that purple book and then taking action. And, you know, you've, you've learned through the school of hard knocks, what to, what not to do, what to do, what not to do. You've had success, you've had challenges, but what I really appreciate from your story is uh, you're, you had these challenges with these investor partners, but you're stepping up. You're not going to leave them hanging, even though it might take a a lot longer than originally planned. You're going to make them whole. You're going to pay 
what you owe to the people that that invested with you, even though it wasn't necessarily your fault that things went sideways, but you've you've stepped up and you've taken responsibility for that. So that's huge. That that that's painful now, but long term, that is going to do you very, very, very well because don't be surprised if some of these investors who might be grumbling right now because the deal didn't work out and things went sideways, they will they will take notice of that and they'll come around and they will reinvest with you in the future because you're a man of your word. That's that's the most important thing. Good stuff. So, hey, Michael, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So I would say the best way to connect with me would be on Instagram. So Mike Myers underscore investor. Usually the first one that comes up, there's not too many, but Mike Myers around. Very good. Um, And then, yeah, I funnel funnel all that stuff to Facebook as well. So that's probably the best spot. Awesome. Michael, great to have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dave. It was uh, was a pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care. And we will talk to you on the next episode.